your people uh, be blessed and you may, may you be glorified in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Want us to take another look at the passage that was read today in uh, 2 Timothy 3 verses 16 and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God, the person of God, may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. I want to preach today from the subject, why reading through the Bible in one year is important. Why reading through the Bible in one year is important. January the 1st, 2020 marked a significant milestone in the life of the Good Hope Bishop David Baptist Church family. It marked the day we began reading through the Bible, reading through the one-year Bible as a body of believers in Jesus Christ. It marked the year. It was a milestone. We began to read through the Bible together as a church family. Every day since the 1st of January, Bible readers have been reading an Old Testament passage. You've been reading a New Testament passage. You've been reading a psalm. And you've been reading a proverb. Isn't that amazing? Every day since the 1st of January, and here we are now moving towards the end of the month, and you have been reading faithfully. In addition, readers have been meeting in small groups once per week uh, for uh, lively discussions of the reading and for encouragement. I've been able to sit in on some of those groups. I mean, they're lively groups. I sat in on one yesterday on Dr. Williams' group. I mean, and it's just, it's just great to see. Dr. Williams asked me at the end of the session, Pastor, do you have anything to say? I said one word describes it, amazing. Amazing. It is as though God has breathed a breath of excitement, enthusiasm, and encouragement on the body of Christ meeting here at the Good Hope Church. Has anybody else experienced that? I mean, it's as though we are in revival. It's as though God has breathed a a fresh breath on us. Excitement. We were excited. We enthused and encouraged. Everywhere you go now, people from Good Hope are talking about reading through the Bible in, in, uh, in one year. It's so amazing. But, but why are we walking through the word like this? Why are we taking time out of our busy schedules each day to read a passage of Scripture? Why are you taking time out to come to a small group meeting to discuss what you have read? I mean, it's amazing. Saturday noontime, there was a group of Bible readers at the church on yesterday. There will be three groups meeting today, one after church, two at four o'clock. There's a group that meets on Thursday. There's a group that meets on 11 o'clock at 11 o'clock on Wednesday. It's amazing, but, you know, why are you doing it? Well, there are numerous Bible-based answers to the question of why we should read through the Bible or why reading through the Bible even in one year 
is important, but in today's sermon, I'm just going to highlight just three of those Bible-based reasons as to why it's important for us to read through the Bible, and in particularly, reading through the Bible in one year as a body of baptized believers in Jesus Christ. First, Reading through the Bible in one year is important because it helps us go places we normally would not go. It helps us go places we normally would not go. Let's face it, y'all. Most of us have favorite passages we enjoy reading and we enjoy quoting. You know, we have some favorite passages. I mean, I have it. I mean, I I love Luke 137, for nothing is impossible with God. I love Isaiah 41, 10, fear not, I'm with you, be not dismayed, for I'm your God. I will strengthen you, help you, uphold you with my righteous right hand. Everywhere I go, I love uh, just just, um, Psalm 121, 1 and 2, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From with coming my help, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I love Philippians 1 and 6, he who has begun a good work in you. She carried on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. We all have those favorite passages, don't we? We love them. But here's here's the reality. If we aren't careful, we'll circle our wagons around the same verses we become comfortable with and never move on to other scripture passages that, get this, y'all, that convicts us, that challenges us, and that changes us. In other words, it left up to me in the flesh. I'll stay with the grace passages. I'll stay with the grace passages. I'll stay with the, 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 the first John 1 and 9. If I confess my sins, he's faithful and just to forgive me. And, and, and I'll stay with First uh, uh, Corinthians 12 and 9. My grace is sufficient for you. But, but I need to deal with those passages that convict me of sin. I, I need to deal with passages that tell me that I'm going to reap what I sow. I need to deal with those passages uh, that, that point out that, that, that what, whatever I do, God is watching. And, and I, need to, I need to deal with those passages as well. Well, it's true that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John tell us of the redemptive story of how Jesus saved us, died for our sins, was buried and rose from the grave on the third day with all power given unto him. It's true that Psalms, reading the Psalms, ministers to the deep needed um, uh, needs of our soul. You know, you read those Psalms. I mean, they're just so soothing. And I love reading the Psalms also because it it constantly reminds me of what God is going to do to our enemies. I, I love that. It's true that the Acts of the Apostles, uh, reading the book of Acts, instructs us concerning the birth of the church and tells us about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. That's, that's wonderful. It's also true that those precious letters of Paul give us, gives us insight on how the church, as well as individual believers in Jesus Christ, ought to conduct ourselves. The letters of Paul teach us how we ought to conduct ourselves in a world that's hateful, a world that's hideous, a world that's harmful. Paul's letter teaches us how to deal with all the stuff that's going on from the White House to the State House to even our own house. It's 
wonderful reading those books. But notice God also chose books like Leviticus with his many purity regulations. I mean, you sit, read the revelations and it's talking uh, Leviticus about all of these regulations. God put it in the Bible. He, he put numbers in the Bible with his genealogies. This one and that one, begat that one. That's important. The book of Revelation with its symbolism, the prophetic books and wisdom literature are all a part of the 66 books of the Bible. And all of it, y'all, is God breathes. I remember growing up, you know, we talk about reading the Bible. Our response was, my response along with others I know, man, I'm not dealing with that Old Testament. I'm just, I'm a New Testament kind of person. But the reality is, in order to fully grasp and understand the New Testament, we need to read through and understand the Old Testament because the Old Testament is the foundation for which the New Testament emerged. So it's important God put it in there. All of it is God breathes from Genesis to Revelations. Paul makes that clear in 2 Timothy 3.16, which states all scripture, all of it, all scripture, all scripture is profitable for doctrine, for setting up our belief system, telling us what we ought to be believing for, reproof for, correction. All scripture is in there to correct us. I know sometimes if we're not careful, we'll stay away from those scriptures that are there to correct us. But it's all there. It's all there, Paul said, for instruction. All of it from Genesis to Revelation instructs us. In righteousness. So it is reading through the Bible in a year helps us cover the full counsel of God. Not just our little favorite parts. Not just where we feel comfortable, but when we read it through, we deal with the whole of God's word. Second, reading through the Bible in one year is important because it creates a habit of reading the Bible daily. It creates a habit of reading the Bible daily. That's that spiritual discipline of reading the Bible daily. Now, most of us have had our favorite television programs. We enjoyed watching, am I right? For example, back in, in the day, my family and I enjoyed watching the Cosby show, and it's a different world. My kids were small. I have fond memories of that Cosby show and a and different world. In fact, we made watching those programs, get this, y'all, a habit. I, I mean, I'm at work on the base, on the Air Force base. I'm a chaplain. I'm at work, but I know that come Thursday night at 7 o'clock, I need to be home. It's a habit. I know some people are going to have dinner ready. I know the kids are going to have their homework done. I know it's going to be Cosby time, and it's going to be a different world time. I already know that. So every Thursday at 7 o'clock, we would gather around the set to watch our shows. 
Now, can I tell you something else, too, about that? We guarded that time. We guarded that time by making sure everything was set. We had dinner, we had eaten, and that there were no interruptions. There were times, literally, there were times when the phone would ring during our show, uh, one of our shows, and, and, and we would just say, let, let the machine get it. Let the machine get it. Because watching our shows was just that important. It's that important. Well, on a much higher scale, reading the Bible through in a year builds in us a habit of reading God's word every day. We get in a habit of doing it, and when we get in a habit of it, we don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. You see, you, you won't want to miss a single episode of your studies. Anybody getting like that now? In fact, when you come to the end of a day's reading, you, you really want to go on, but you have disciplined yourself to say, wait a minute, I need to stay tuned for tomorrow to see what's going to happen next. So back to the Cosby Show for a minute. Every week we were glued to the set to hear what Bill, Claire, Theo, Denise, Vanessa, Alvin sometime, and even what little Rudy had to say. But watch this. Watch this. Good hope. It's much better to develop the daily habit of turning into God's word or tuning into God's word. Tuning into God's word to hear, for example, this last week, Jacob say, after seeing his beloved son Joseph, whom he thought was dead, it was great to tune in and hear Jacob said, after seeing Joseph, now let me die. Since I have seen your face because you are still alive. Now you don't want to miss that. Yeah, but you're going to miss that if you don't do your reading. But you don't, you don't want to miss that. Or it's just wonderful to tune in to hear Joseph's brothers say after the death of their father, Israel, you know, Israel died. And, and, and then his brothers said these words, perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for all the evil which we did to him. I'm tuning into that thing, y'all. I, I'm tuning in to hear what his brothers had to say. Or it's so sweet to tune in, <coughs> excuse me, to hear Joseph say to his guilt-ridden and fearful brothers in Genesis 50, 19 and 20, do not be afraid. Did anybody tune into that? Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that? Do not be afraid for Am I in the place of God? 
Joe said, I know I got all this, y'all. I know God done elevated me. And I know Pharaoh done put me in the number two position. I know I'm riding in the second chariot. I know he, you know, he, I don't have to check with, I don't have to check with him about most of the stuff I do. I know that he has put me here, but I also understand, y'all, that I am not God. So get that out of your mind. He says, he said, don't, don't be afraid for, am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant it for evil against me. Did anybody tune in and hear Joseph say that? He said, you meant it for evil against me, but God. Y'all, that was worth it right there. Just that, that was worth the whole day's reading right there. But, but, but God meant it for good. Y'all, I'm trying to tell you, you don't want to miss that. You, you don't want, listen, ain't no basketball game worth missing that for. Ain't no football game worth missing that for. Ain't nothing. You don't want to miss that. He's saying. He said, in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. See, when you build into your, your life, reading through the word of God every day, you will get to the place where you will not want to miss a single episode. So that's the reason why just a f- couple weeks back, a few weeks back, that's the reason why Sister Argo walked through the airport, I believe it was in Georgia. She connected with her group through conference call so that they can discuss, so that she could discuss the word. Why? Because she didn't want to miss it. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, there are things that's going to come up just before you get ready to go. To your, to your group meeting. But I want to encourage you, don't miss it. There are things that will come up that try to get in your way to stop you from reading your Bible. All kind of negativity. All kinds of negative people with negative comments about why you are doing what you're doing. Just tell them, I do it because I don't want to miss it. So if you call during the time I'm doing my reading, I get back to you because I don't want to miss it. It's just that important. You see, you see, when you get to the point that you're reading through it and it becomes a habit, you're disciplined, you want to want to miss it. Thirdly, reading through the Bible in one year is important because it shares light on our path. It sheds light. Reading through the Bible will shed light on your path. In his book entitled The Pilgrim's Progress, John Bunyan tells the story of a pilgrim from the city of destruction, of a pilgrimage rather from the city of destruction which represented the earth to the celestial city which represented heaven. Bunyan is writing about this in prison. He's writing about this journey, about this pilgrimage from earth to glory. The story is filled with obstacles along the way that are designed to hinder and halt Bunyan's progress. There are 
obstacles along the way. He's trying to get from earth to glory. They are, there are obstacles along the way. Reality, as you move from day to day, making your way from earth to glory, there will be obstacles, there will be things, there will be stumbling blocks, stepping stones, and even landmines, landmines in your way. You got some, some brothers and sisters here that were in the army. You know about those landmines. You know, you, you got to be real careful where you're stepping, particularly at night if you don't want to be blown up. You need, you need light. You need, to, you need to know where you're stepping. Well, reading through the Bible in one year is important because it will shed light on your path every day. You will know where you're stepping. When, when, when you walk into your office and, and you encounter situations that, that were unexpected, the word will shine light on it. Why? Because you've been in the word. You, you prepare. When, when you go to school, when, whatever it is, the word will shed light. If you're making a business transaction, you need the light of God's word. Otherwise, you are walking around in darkness making bad deals. In relationships, you need the light of God's word. It might look good on the surface, but it might not be good. So you need to understand what God is saying to you about this particular relationship. That's why reading through the Bible in one year is important. This word is, is, shedding, is shedding light on your path. Whatever that path is, the word sheds light on it. And listen, it's light you get for yourself from God. You're not depending on other people to spoon feed. You're not depending on somebody else's flashlight. You got your own light. Listen, listen, if, you, if you're in your house and, and you got a power outage, you don't need to be running next door asking somebody else to borrow their light. You need to have your own light so you can switch it on and see where you need to go. Reading through the Bible in the year is important because it sheds light on your path and on my path. You see... All along the way God's word was the sustaining element for Bunyan until he reached the celestial city. And all along our way, God's word is the sustaining element in our lives. You see, you see, the truth of the matter is we need the light of God's word in order to make our journey successfully and for the psalmist wrote in Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So here's the practical application. Here's that application. The world in which we live is darkened by evil. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. I'm sure you have, but the world in which we live is a very dark place and it's darkened by evil. Talking about evil people with evil motives, doing evil things. That's the order of our day. Yet those who know Jesus can have clear 2020 vision. 
We can see through the reading of the word. We can see. We can identify just like a soldier in the field can see and identify landmines. Those who know Jesus and those who, who take reading that word, God's word seriously, can have 2020 vision. We can see the pitfalls and the potholes. We can see the traps and the tricks. Y'all been reading Proverbs? You ever been reading that wisdom literature? You can see the traps and you can see the tricks. God is showing it to us. We can see the schemes and we can see the scams of our enemy, the devil, the evil one. Because God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So, oh, thank God for his word. Oh, thank God for a people who love his word. Are you developing a deeper love relationship with God's word? Are you you loving it now more and more? Is it getting to the point where you can hardly get enough? Oh, thank God for his word. May we meditate upon it. As we go through it, may we put it into practice and may we grow in our relationship to Jesus this year in unprecedented ways.